Watching the Grammys, it was announced Beyonce had just tied for the most wins by a female artist, but uh, the other artist wasn't named. She's a country artist, and you'll learn who during our Grammys conversation coming up in segment two. An update on PP from TaskRabbit, and Donna shares some riffraff she bought on Instagram. All that coming up. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years. Welcome to my second act. My name is Donna and I'm Caddy's wife. I am so excited because we're going to play pickleball. Who's we? Me and you. You and I. Together. We're going to be a team. I've already thought of what our outfits are going to look like. I'm thinking we kick it back old school like um, Olivia Newton-John from Let's Get Physical. And we wear like headbands, knee socks. White shorts, because, like, we're coming for the, the serious pickleball. Like a lawn-type pickleball. Like, we could go to a country club and play pickleball. What is pickleball? I don't really know. And why? It's like a little mini form of tennis. But I'm obsessed now. And here's what's weird. Pickleball's been on our radar because we have these two friends, and they're, like, our age, and one of them is a well, fat... Well, no, hang on. Are they? They have that age split like we do? Mm, maybe not. But she's a great tennis player. And now I have won a state Alta... Alta. Alta, uh, Alta. Atlanta Lawn Tennis Alta. Association. Um, championship. So I, I come in a little loaded. I'm, I'm a little better than you. And she's a really good tennis player, too. And her husband has never, like, really played tennis, and he's not, like, super athletic, kind of like you. And they're dominating pickleball. Like, they started playing in Florida, and now they moved. The, it's just crazy. They moved near, closer to a pickleball court. So yesterday, I told Charlotte, let's go play some tennis. It was beautiful outside here. In Atlanta and I forgot it was Sunday and so all of the Alta Alta leagues are playing Sunday tennis and so we couldn't find a court but we stopped and watched this pickleball at tournament and it was like mesmerizing these little bitty rackets and you get out there on the court and these people are so serious and they seem like they're kind of our age and then I'm thinking they all go to like hooters or like wild wings afterwards tilted killed or something yeah something right. like that hang out together Pitcher, pitchers. Yeah, and catchers. I mean, I don't know. But, like, everybody's there. Like, you know, there's different roles that they all do. Like, I don't know if someone is, like, I don't know. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I don't know if you're a pitcher and a catcher. Where, where like, do you sign you play up? Right where, field, where, where, left where, field. Where do you sign up for this? I don't know. They were at North Park, our local park. I would not recommend you go to pickle.com. Something tells me if you go to pickle.com, that's a... That's a whole different ballgame. Yeah. And we're not talking Vlasics either. Mm. Are you excited, Wasn't though? not that the pickle? A Vlasic? Yes. Pickle. A bread and butter. Um, no, I'm not excited at all. Why? That, that excites me. Uh, none. We could like <laughs> totally dominate. Okay. World domination. All right. In pickleball. Hey, Alexa, play Cadillac Jack podcast. The most recent episode of the My Second Act podcast. Going to fire on your smart speaker wherever you may be. You can listen on the go. And uh, if you are flying on business or flying spring break, Atlanta-based Delta, don't forget to uh, tap the Spotify app. And you can listen to podcasts as you fly on Atlanta-based Delta. Your hype song, Donna. On the way here today to the Apple Media Group, Apple Podcast Network. We are 30 miles north of downtown Atlanta. My hype song was from those lovely ladies that played on the Grammys last night, Hi'em. Um, They're three sisters. And uh, that's a Hebrew word for life. To life, if you don't know. Um, but the song was The Steps. And um, they, I, I love them. I, they opened for um, Taylor Swift in 2015. There's three of them. There's three sisters. Um, it's Estee, Danielle, and um, 
Alana is the other one. And they just released their latest album, Women in Music, um, part three. They are awesome musicians. Like if you saw them on the Grammys last night, that's what they do when you see them live. Like one starts out playing the drums and one's playing bass guitar and then one's playing whatever. They kind of remind me of the, I don't want to say the Dixie Chicks because it's it's almost like whole, really. Like, do you remember Courtney Love's group too? Like a really rock edgy but they're so talented on their um, instruments. So they move around. Like the person who started playing the drums isn't the person who ended playing the drums. Did you know that last night? No, I didn't. At the performance. What did you think about them? You said you'd never even heard them. They weren't even on your radar. Because the performances were clearly pre-taped and they had control over the performances, um, I thought that it was some of the most iconic Grammy performances in a long time. And some of them may go down to some of the most memorable Maybe not iconic, but some of the most memorable in, in Grammy history because they had time to build these sets. We spoke in a recent podcast about the new executive producer's vision of this four-stage um, setup that he was going to use. The, the first stage was upstairs on the roof of the convention center where they did the actual awards presentations, which were live. And then there were three stages somewhere in the bowels of the L.A. convention center. And so they were able to take their time when turning those sets over because – the live portion was going on floors away yeah, on, on the roof. And, and so, so much to talk about. They, yeah, we'll, we'll get to the Grammys here in just a little bit. But I, the performances I paid much better, closer attention to this year because they were almost filmed for television as opposed to being in a huge arena yeah. like Madison Square Garden like an in New York or the yeah. Staples Center. Uh, and so in the first 15, 20 minutes, I was exposed to the uh, Heim. them. And also somebody else. Yeah. Shows you how much of an impression they made on me that less than two hours later, I can't recall their names. But there were yeah. two performances from artists that I was like impressed by. Yeah. Can't buy their music today because I don't remember who they were. But, okay. Uh, well, that's okay. What was your yes. Spotify? Kenny Chesney has a new song so. out. Oh, yes. Name of the song is Knowing You. And the, the song can be about losing someone you hold dear and it could be due to a breakup or distance or even death but choosing also to look back on the relationship with with smiles and, and joy and fondness and gratitude for the good time instead of just blackness and despair i'm just here for the video i loved the video love the video it's out now you can see it it's amazing sean silva who does most of kenny chesney's he did um american kids and he's done a ton of um Kenny Chesney videos. I know he produced it. It's like a it's like a short form movie. It reminds me of I don't even know what. It's, he's like on a fishing boat in um, up in Maine or Massachusetts, and then he's probably in St. John. And the thing that struck me the most, and I told you this, is the woman in the video. She's not like some nineteen year old girl. It's kind of a, a a more mature woman, and she's got tattoos, and it's just it's it's a really cool video. You know what I love about, I've said this before about like Tim McGraw, Kenny Chesney, there are certain artists who get their age. Now for a while, I don't know that Kenny 100% did because he would, and you can date whoever you want. It's not what it's about. Like if you want to date a much younger woman, but you know, like Kenny's not running around in fake hair or he just is who he is, you know, and he's, his skin is weathered from being like out in the sun, you know, and I thought it was really interesting because I know he just um, lost the friend of his that's the, that was the helicopter pilot um, that would transport him from the, you know, one island to another or whatever. And so I think that song probably takes on a lot of meanings, different meanings for him. 
but it's a great song. It feels like an old Kenny Chesney song, do you think? Yeah, I do. Video is mostly shot in, in St. Croix, and the female lead Donna that you spoke of is a longtime resident of St. John. She yeah. lives there, so he didn't have to go far for that cast. Yeah. The Hype Song Playlist is an extension of the My Second Act podcast. We can't play music. So we give it to you on uh, the Spotify Hype Song Playlist. I was listening yesterday, and it went from um, Cool in the Gang, Get Down on It, to Days Like These, Jason Aldean, Give Me a Redneck Girl from the Bellamy's, The Way You Love Me from Outcast, and then to New York with Beyonce and Jay-Z. That's quite that's quite a diverse six song set there. Yeah, it is. And I think when we get into our discussion about the Grammys later, I had um, a couple people reach out to me last night during the Grammys saying, you know, I don't understand any of this music. I don't know any of these people. You know, I just this is why I love country music. I don't agree. And here's why the for me and everybody's different. You know what I what I get from music is just um, a lot of different things. It's you know, it is a release. It's fun. It's it's all of that stuff. Sometimes it's it's like uh, medicine for your soul. Like you need to hear the lyrics. And our playlist is the way my brain works through music. You worked in country music for 26 years and everyone always assumed and they would ask us, like, do you only go to country shows? And country shows were probably 30 percent of what you and I would all you know go to. But there's so much music out there. And if you're one of those people who only loves country music or only loves rap music and you want to stay in your lane, that's fine. But I do think that, um, and there are some places where definitely our age is showing. And we're going to talk about some of those performances at the Grammys where you're just like, what? But overall, there's so much good music out there. And if you're never exposed to it, you you might not even know it's out there. So the playlist, the reason it goes from Jay-Z to Dolly Parton to that way is that that's the music we listen to. And I think it can live in one big bubble, you know, that you can listen to all kinds of different music. But I do understand people who are just like, you know, I'm one lane. That's what I listen to. I don't listen to anything else. I just have never been that way. Have you? Uh, no, I haven't. You know, I wasn't exposed to country music until I was 15 years old and worked at a AM country station in my hometown of Hickory, North Carolina. And my job every Saturday morning from nine to noon was to play Bob Kingsley's American Country Countdown. Yeah. And I had no idea what the songs were. I didn't know what, you know, it, it came out on vinyl and each hour had its own 33 front and back. So think of this half hour on side A, half hour of the show on side B. If you got and your half hours being mixed up. Vinyl. Right. Right. The, the big vinyl, yeah. not the little single 45s, but the yeah. big ones. So half hour pressed on each side. Does that make mm. sense at all? Yeah. Yeah. And, but and I, so that, I, I would occasionally play like the final hour is. The first. Yeah. And like you'd start at number 10 and I'd be like, oh, <laughs> hell, you know, you have to, a lot eh. of room for error. Yeah, well, it is. It is a lot to keep up with on a Saturday morning after you've been out. Seriously. At the high school football game at bonfires on Friday night. Well, I think it's what you're exposed to, too, because you grew up listening to your dad like doobies. Mom with Kenny Rogers. Southern rock. Yeah. yeah, it definitely is what you expose what you're exposed to as a child. But. Simple search on Spotify. Caddy and Donna hypes on playlist or now. The second playlist, Search for Donna and Caddy, 30 minutes. I got 30 minutes of uninterrupted listening yesterday after watching a Geico commercial because I do not have premium. No one will share their password with me and username. Carl, you kindly did that. I want to point that out. It's I a just, simple ask. I lost it. Yeah, it's a simple ask. Okay. I went to watch softball with our 17-year-old daughter, Olivia, over the weekend because it was so pretty. Uh, she's not playing ball. 
none of our daughters, neither of our daughters are playing ball right now, and I miss it so much. And North Park here in, in Alpharetta, the Milton area, is where uh, our daughters played with the Alpharetta Youth Softball Association their entire lives, and I've just missed it. And so Friday night, we were sitting around, and I said to Olivia, let's go to North Park tomorrow. Let's watch some ball. So we went over there, rotated four fields, probably watched 20 innings of, of softball altogether, every possible uh, age group. The four U's took mm. me back. The four and unders took me back. It's um, like herding cats. A lot of times, the four U teams are coached by mom and dad combos who, oh, yeah. who have a yeah. four-year-old. Uh, and I watched this dad coach behind the plate. And each time he bent over to grab a ball, I felt his pain. Because oh, yeah. as you can imagine, he bent over for everyone. Because his oh, wife's gosh. pitching, no offense, but his wife's pitching, number one. And his four-year-old's up to bat. Well, and they have the tea. And you're well, the tee comes out after oh, how many yeah. pitches, how many coach pitches. And then Seems the tee like comes 100, out. But yeah. you still, as the dad behind the plate, still had to even bend over and pick up the balls after the tee because yes. the four-year-old hits the tee stand well, and not the ball on top of the tee. Yeah, and then you got to move the tee so they can run. It's just a lot. But it was so much fun to watch. But imagine if this dad, remember wife, mommy's pitching, daddy's catching. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that would work, but... Um, Imagine if dad had been out like Friday night, the night before with his buddies to Mazzy's. Do the mm. thing for us. Mm. Mazzy's. Um, and he just got schnookered and like got home at three o'clock and they had a nine o'clock game and mom, the wife's just pissed. And so she's going to be throwing those balls just <laughs> everywhere, every <laughs> way, Wampus. every way, but straight to the, yeah, you know, and again, they're going to get missed because you got a four year old at the plate. But And they're just hitting the, the fence, yeah. hitting the fence, yeah, yeah. hitting Fop! the fence. Fop! You know, maybe just one down the middle. <laughs> dart him right between the eyes it's a mess you I re- son of a bitch i remember like on the four-year-old teams like sometimes you're like okay where because like olivia and charlotte started playing at that age and you're like where's where are they and they'd be in the wrong dugout like you know when they come back in and you're like where's half of our team oh my god they're in the wrong dugout it was like because i was always the team mom and trying to keep those buckets straight you remember the buckets oh yeah and you were always in charge of the banner because you'd have to get the banner made for like the squiggly wiggle worms and you had to put all their little names on it. And then you have to hook it on the fence. Had to wait for the team before you to clear out the dugout. And you know how there's sometimes there's slow dugout clears. And you're like, let's go. And here's the thing. A little PSA for softball or baseball. If you're the team mom for the team. Or team dad. Or team dad. Get your kids. Get those lazy little kids to pick up their water bottles, their Gatorade bottles. There is nothing worse than taking over a dirty dugout. A dirty dugout and then having to clean up all that stuff. And then, you know, how like when you're the team mom and they're like in between that, like when they're little, they don't really know how to throw the bat. And then there's this period where they think they're like super women and they're like Alex Rodriguez. And so when they hit the ball, like they instead of just hand like handing, putting the bat down, they throw it at you and take your shin out. It's like this is ridiculous. And I'd always question my footwear, too, because I would wear like um, flip flops and I'd be out there flip flopping through the dirt. And there'd always be that coach that I mean, you know, they're, the, the coaches rely on the old team mom. And they're just shouting things at you like, can you get the bat? Can you get this one shoes tied? This one needs a chin strap. Nobody ever has a chin strap on their helmet. Yeah. Do you remember the year that Olivia played and the coach had an iPad? Like, this is rec ball. This is not travel ball. 7U. Yeah, this is prior to her playing travel ball. And he, he was an interesting fella. And he had everybody's stats on like an iPad. Again, this is 7U rec ball. And when they'd get up, he'd want me to hand him his iPad. And he could never get the Wi-Fi and try to pull it up. And finally, I think somebody just hid his iPad in, like, the pitcher bag or something. We're like, did he have you run a game changer? 
He was trying. See, like for a rec game? Oh, trying. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> no, hot dogs at the ballpark hit different. It's like 1030. Liv and I both have hot dogs. Oh, the things I've eaten at a ballpark. Yeah. And a couple of the coaches came up to her and were like, are you in college, Olivia? She's like, no, no, sir. She's so polite. And you, you as a parent, hope that that happens when you're not around as well. And I think that it does. Yeah. No, sir, I'm not. I'm a junior at Cambridge. Why aren't you out here, girl? I'm just, you know, I took some, I'm just taking the season off. I'm going to be here in the fall. And you can see the coaches. Because Olivia, and I'm just not saying this because I'm her dad. She is a phenomenal softball player. Yeah, she is. Uh, catcher, hitter, she can do it all. And um, you can see him just kind of make a note. Olivia in the lineup for fall. But she yeah. was very polite. And we had a great time. Yeah, Beautiful it's fun. Day. You missed a concession stand. I mean, there's nothing better you. than a ballpark concession stand. If you hadn't had pickle juice, an egg roll, and a hot dog at 1030 in the morning... From a concession stand. Have you lived? You're not living. You're not living. I posted a tweet that's concerning to me now at ATL Cadillac on Twitter. I wrote, my hound Roscoe just came barreling into the house covered in dirt. I caught myself saying, Roscoe, son, what have you been doing? Have you ever done that before? Like talk to the dogs or the... Well, you know I talk to him like he's my little... Right, but do you say son? No. So Tug, who's my best friend, uh, we were part of a very successful morning show for years here in Atlanta. Um, Tug replies, hitting him with the sun is country as cornbread. Yes. That's such a Tug tweet, by the way. And then I respond about, well, I often check that box, especially when I'm around you, Lamont. And I thought to myself, you know, there, there may be people that see that tweet that, that don't know that Tug's middle name is Lamont. Right. Did you know that? Yes. You didn't know that? Yeah. Okay. They so I just wanted to clarify that. Like that you weren't calling him out. That it was something. some sort of, yeah. of, uh, uh, is racial ins- insensitivity or something? Oh yeah, that's his middle name. Yeah, Lamont. Lamont, yes. Yeah, I now, I, yeah. You think that Roscoe's your little boy, but he is my little uh, Roscoe's I, son. What have you been doing? But you, you, you're you're getting on him like he's a child. What was he doing? Think, I don't know, but he had dirt on his nose and dirt all over him. But you know, oh. Cheryl Mills was a receptionist at the radio station where we worked for decades, and we were going back and forth on Facebook. This is the last moment of the social media segment, Donna. <laughs> Excuse me. Okay, I need to talk about this. Okay, because are you seeing this for the first time? Yes. Okay, go ahead. So, on Facebook, it's Messenger when you go back and forth, and so Cheryl, I Cheryl sends me on March 11th. Good morning. I don't see it, and so on March 12th, I hope everything is going well with you. And I thought, well, okay, I'll respond, Cheryl. I love Cheryl. So I, I, I hi, my sweet love. Things are well. Everyone is healthy and smiling. I hope the same with you. A couple hours later. Cheryl responds, it's good to hear from you. Well, I'm doing great. No complaint. Thanks for asking. And then she writes, just checking on you, wondering if you've heard anything about the ongoing GGF program. And my dumbass response, never heard of it, Cheryl. Tell me about it. So obviously this is some sort of fishing expert. Yes. What is, what is, is anybody, are you seeing this? What is the GGF program? I don't know, but why? Now I know, because I didn't put it together. I assumed that this was, this is not a bot. I assumed this is Cheryl Mills who was remains a very dear friend and influential in so many ways in both of our lives because during Cheryl's yes. time at the front desk and running the running the radio stations, truth be told, the person at the front desk oh, yes. is kind of like the school secretary. The, print, the school secretary outranks the principal. Yes, you know? and she was British. She had a great British accent. Well, she was South... No, she wasn't British. Yes, she was. She was South African. Oh, well, okay. Is Sorry. that British? Well, she had a British accent. Okay. I didn't know she was from South Africa. Versus, I didn't yeah. know that. Well, she... Yes, and... 
I'll tell you a funny story about Cheryl. She used to, um, all because she wanted to be comfortable. She's up at the front desk. She's having to move and get packages. And so she would wear T-shirts and like pants and stuff. And, and she looked wonderful. And then one day, um, Victor decided, who was our GM at the time, that he was going to get her like a mini uniform. Do you remember? <laughs> like a Hogwarts jacket. Yes. And she would get so. Because it had like ABC. Yes. It had it had like an emblem the ABC on logo it. on it. Yeah. So yeah. she almost looked like an NBC or an ABC page. You know, the people that take you around when you go to do a studio tour. And it would make her so mad because she'd have to like she'd hang it in the closet and then she'd have to she'd be like hold and she she had a really funny personality she'd be like hold on lovey let me go get on my stupid uniform <laughs> but I saw that and I'm like not responding because it's just not normal a normal person would say to you hey caddy how are you doing how are you and Donna doing and you fell for it I did hook line and sinker bless your heart I know and you know what tipped me off to it how she spoke, how the things, how, none how of the that, bot none spoke. of that, none of that. What? I see another message pop in from Cheryl Mills mm. and it's, Hey Caddy, hope you and Donna and the kids had a great, yeah, whatever. And I'm like, now wait a minute. How yeah. come I have two Cheryl Mills, two separate strings of messages, th- message threads in messenger from Cheryl Mills on Facebook. You're screwed. You're in the GGF program now. What is that? Though? Uh, Do we know? Something like, I don't know, but it's bad. Very bad. You signed up for a multi-market, multi-marketing campaign. You don't even know That's it. That's all we need. Wonderful. Yeah. Um, I have not seen PP. Well, yeah, I hadn't either. Have you, commu- have you communicated with I've PP? communicated with him. What's going on? He said that if it rains this week. And it's going to, all week. He's going to come over and assess the trampoline because then he can't do his other job. Which I kind of thought his other job was just doing task right, but I think his other job is something. I know he's a bartender in a restaurant too, but <laughs> I think he does something like outdoors. But I said, okay, but if it rains, are you going to be able to assess the trampoline? And he said, yes. If it rains, I will still see the trampoline. He does not like the word assess. So I'm using it constantly. I just don't know why. It's just like a thing between me and PP right now. But he's coming. Don't worry. I'm not worried about it, but our 14-year-old wants a trampoline fixed. I just got him last week. Okay. We are excited that for a second year, the podcast is partnering with the Atlanta International Auto Show, brought to you by the Metro Atlanta Automobile Dealers Association. And the auto show is norm- one of the biggest events in the city of Atlanta, and it is normally in uh, early March. Because of COVID-19, they are having the auto show a little later in the year, about a month later. The dates are April 14th through 18th at the Georgia World Congress Center off Northside Drive. And it's on. So excited. Every year. It's like a fair. You know, like, you know, you, you just know the, the auto show's coming. The, the big fairs are coming. And so it's I'm glad that they're they're going to be able to do it because I know a lot of people were questioning whether they were going to be able to have the auto show. And they are. And the great thing about the auto show is it is so, so, so large. There is plenty of room for you to social distance, see the cars you want to see. Um, I'm sure there will be some different protocols as far as, you know, sitting in cars and getting out of them. Those porters are going to be busy cleaning those cars. but They were already busy. They were busy before. But the great thing about it is they're going to have all of their normal special attractions that they have. They're going to have their exotic cars. They're going to have classic cars. They're going to have all their specialty vehicles. When we went down last year, we spent so much time in that section because they it's a huge area. If you are into like super exotic cars that you would 
just see flying down the road normally. This gives you a chance to really get up close and personal with them and look at these different types of cars, along with every manufacturer that brings all of the new product lines and all of the cars that you want to see. And you don't just see the cars. April 14th through 18th at the Atlanta International Auto Show, you drive the cars. Uh, there'll be ride and drives available, so you can get behind the wheel. Adult tickets are $12. Kids 6 to 12 are $6. Kids 5 and under for free. Go to GoAutoShow.com for more information. <clears throat> and be sure to follow the show for updates on Facebook at Go Auto Show um, and all the other social media platforms. Georgia World Congress Center, Building C on Northside Drive. Masks are required. Please practice social distancing. They do ask that of you. Uh, see the latest the automakers have to offer, including the new Chrysler Pacifica Hybrid, the Fiat 500X, the Jeep Wrangler, and uh, I know the the, uh, the 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 new uh, Ford Bronco and Ram 1500 TRX are also going to be on site too. The, there's going to be a line around that Bronco. Yep. GoAutoShow.com, Georgia International, uh, Georgia World Congress Center, and the Atlanta International Auto Show. Chef prepared. All the dinner affair meal kits are are prepared by hand using only the most delicious, high-quality ingredients. And we had delivery of uh, our month's worth of meals in the past, since we visited last on the podcast. And uh, two refrigerated bags of dry ice in them delivered on the front porch. uh, There's no contact at all. And then you unpack each of the meals, put them in your freezer. Of course, I always pull one out for dinner that night. Yeah, and I'll tell you something about that delivery. We were not going to be home. And I had texted you and said, hey, Dinner Affair, I just got, because you'll get a text from Dinner Affair saying, you know, your delivery is on the way. We're going to be there at this time. And they give you a pretty, you know, consistent time range. Um, And I said, is anybody going to be home? And you said, don't worry about it. They'll be fine. And they were. And that's the thing, too. This is not some big deal where it's going to interrupt your day. This is a, a, a really easy process. You go on the website, you pick the dinners that you want in your meal package, put in your code Caddy Reset 2021 to make sure you get your $30 off. And then they're going to give you, you pick your delivery day. Um, but if it, don't worry about it. If you're one of those people that works out of the house all the time and you're like, this is the reason I can't do it is because I can, I'm not going to be there to receive a delivery. They leave it on your front porch packed with dry ice and it's perfectly fine until you get home and can get, get the bags out and get the meals put up. Last night we did queso fundido. So good. Uh, it's a, a dish. You have three proteins. You get steak, you get uh, chicken, and you get shrimp. And tortillas that, uh, and then you know, a lot of Monterey Jack cheese and, and, and seasoning too. But everybody in the family eats chicken. None of the kids eat shrimp. Charlotte eats steak with you and I, but Olivia doesn't. So my, what I did, and, and it wasn't tough at all, but each of the proteins came in its own individual bag. And so I just sauteed each of them separately and almost had like a... It was a like quesadilla a, like bar. It's like a buffet. Yeah, and it was awesome. A buffet. Awesome. For queso fundido night. It was fun. It was fundido. Dinneraffair.com. Dinneraffair.com. Promo code for $30 off first order is Caddy Reset 2021. That's C-A-D-D-Y. We got a small ask of you. Three things, if you don't mind. Hit the subscribe button so you don't miss anything coming up. Invite and encourage three people in your circle to enjoy the podcast and make sure you listen to the end of each episode. Honestly, that's so that we get full credit for the download, but we we tease you a little bit without takes and notes yeah. from exec, executive producer Carl Appen. Yeah, are you having intestinal issues? What are you doing over there? And number three. You're doing a number three? <laughs> no, that was only one night in college. Okay. I did a number three. All right, let's go. After a really long night. Let's at go. Lambda Kai house. Let's go. 
The Atlanta International Auto Show, April 14th through 18th. Go to AtlantaAutoShow.com or go to AutoShow.com. Gallery Furniture, Gainesville, Dinner Affair, the Jackson Brubaker Law Firm, and guests of the Cadillac Jack My Second Act podcast stay at the uh, nearly new, even hotel at Avalon. Steps of world-class shopping. Well, they're a year old now. Uh, world-class shopping, dining, and entertainment. IHG International Hotel Group in even hotel at Avalon. Where do you want to start with the Grammys? Uh, for the first time ever, four female performers won the top four awards. Yeah, it was definitely ladies' night. Well, let's talk about um, Trevor Noah, right? Okay, the host. I thought he was great. I thought he did a great job. And I have to tell you, I thought it was a really good award show because the performances felt super intimate. But like you said, it was kind of cool that the only other people in the room were artists, but it was even different from the way like the ACMs or the CMAs did it. They weren't kind of at tables. They would perform. And then when they were done performing, they just kind of hang out on their stage and watch the other people. Perform. So you got crowd shots of, of, yeah. of Harry Styles watching Billie Eilish yeah. or Miranda Lambert after her performance was checking out. Uh, Mira Morris. Uh, right. With a John Mayer. With John Mayer. Yeah. No, I thought there were some great performances. I mean, it, it kicked off with Harry and oh gosh, I'm just such a Harry Styles fan. There again, I know some people don't get it. I love him. I think he's like a mini Mick Jagger, like a little baby Mick Jagger. And he looked fabulous. He had on a Gucci boa, in case you're wondering what that was. He had on a leather suit and a green Gucci boa. And everyone was obsessed with whether Taylor Swift was going to be in the audience while he was performing and what was going to happen. Were they going to have a conversation? And he did win when he won his award. They did supposedly have a conversation because she she was in the audience and they were up for the same award. Right. So the, when they were actually doing the awards portion, that was a live portion of the Grammys, and they would rotate, and we talked about this last week on a podcast, they would rotate 45 people in and then rotate those people out and put another 45 in. Well, the 45 people were the artists and their guests that were in, that, uh, in, 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 in the categories that were getting ready to be presented, right? Yeah. So for Pop Song of the Year, which Harry won, you had Taylor, who was in that category in the yep. audience with uh, Joe, I believe. I don't. I think he. No, I don't know if he was with her or not. Maybe. Um, and then you had um, everyone else in that category. Yeah. As well, uh, Taylor was one of the first to pop up when they announced Harry yeah, and, very and start sweet. clapping. And I did say on TikTok because you know it's a place to go get your news and information. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was some fed footage at some point. Harry walked over to their table because they were seated on separate and you know different yeah. sides of, of the, the roof there at the convention center in L.A. Uh, Harry did make his way over to uh, to Taylor's table, and they took their masks off and had a brief conversation about something. Little conversation, yeah. And we talked about Haim, the three sisters. They were they, I think they were in that same group. And then the other band that you had never even heard of is uh, Black Pumas, and they're amazing. If you haven't heard them, they're amazing. And the, the fascinating story about the Black Pumas is one of the lead singers literally was busking on the road, on the streets, six seven years ago. It was on the Grammy stage. You know, and I will say that thread, I think they did a great job, too, of um, some of the nominated artists, like, asking them, you know, how did you get your start in music? What happened? And, um, you know, what led you to this moment? And there were some fascinating stories. And, you know, the one thing that I think is so, the thread that's running through music right now and life in general Again, whether you agree with it or not, is your life can change in an instant. You know, and if something becomes viral, and the Black Pumas are an amazing band. They didn't become viral through TikTok or anything like that. There's some music that does. But just the fact that you could go from having nothing 
to being on the Grammy stage. And, and if you believe in nothing through music or arts or anything, that's a powerful message for kids or anyone who's listening that there's really not a, a, a timetable or a stamp on success. There are people who hit it big, 40 years old, 45. There's no, your life's not over. So if you're working at something and you're grinding it out, there's a chance that something could happen. I, I, th- I thought it was just, you know, there were, that, there were some stories like that that were amazing. I thought Miranda did a, a beautiful job with Bluebird. I love that song, but I was telling you my favorite Miranda Lambert um, performances are when she's just giving it all and playing the guitar and just burning the dang house down, you know. Um, and then Mary Morris, as you said, played with um, John Mayer, the Bones. She's so little compared to him. He's so tall and she's so little. What'd you think? You liked it? Uh, their performance, I thought, was, I thought it was good. Let's talk about WAP mm. from okay. Megan Thee Stallion and, and, and Cardi B. There will be a repeat performance of that next year on the exact same show, the Grammys. Here's why. Okay. Cardi B and her record label, Atlantic, I believe, they made a decision to not submit WAP for Grammy consideration this year. That's why it was not nominated. Uh, and it, we don't know that it would have been nominated had they had they even tossed that song and you know who knows. Yeah, well, Megan Thee Stallion was was who was on the record was nominated for and won a lot, but not for WAP. Right. So they decided to wait, and they're going to submit next year as part of her next album. So there's a good chance that uh, maybe you'll see WAP on the Grammys. Again what is it you want to say about that? Like I, I took a picture of you. I just, you were blown away from the beginning. You're like, what is going on? And it just kept going and going. It I was mean, raunchy. <laughs> it, I mean, it was, I, but the Grammys have changed and they you have, you know, as you said, they're not your Grammys Grammys. <laughs> they're not your grandmama's Grammys because music has changed, but yeah, I mean, you know, metallic bras and a huge bed and a twerking. stripper pole and twerking yeah. and it was a lot it like <laughs> and it was a 20 minute segment because it, you it had went on. cardi b perform savage right yes yes and then you had um wop and then you had that other one that was twerking on tiktok with by what is it that's megan the stallion body body yada yada, that, yada whatever yada. that yeah, is that. yeah that yeah. now um, you cannot deny the influence on TikTok. Oh, no. Well, Roddy Rich sang with a choir in the background. They elevated that song because otherwise it'd just be not a whole lot going on there. But yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was a lot. I mean, if you, I think about, I thought about it last night, how we did the podcast and we were talking about Jennifer Lopez and her performance and Shakira. Like, wow. I mean, that took it up. That was mild. Yeah, very, yes. Very mild. Very mild. I thought the Taylor Swift performance was beautiful. That little Hobbit house. Yeah, very nice. So cute. But again, because they were able to pre-record the performance segments, if even just by an hour, I, I don't know what kind of lead time. I haven't seen it. I'll continue to look for it. But um, they were able to to build some pretty elaborate sets. Yeah, for and the, the performances. And Dua Lipa, she blew the house. I'd never seen her too. before. Yeah, I'd never seen her before until last night, and she came out dancing in a. Um, her bra and panties. I mean, it's hot, but it was basically, she's basically dancing around in her bra and panties, twerking in her bras and panties. Yeah. On the Grammy Awards. Well, and she looks kind of like a, like, like Charlotte was saying, she did see that performance. She didn't see the other one, thank goodness. What would you have done? What would you have done? Well, she knows they know the song. I don't know. I mean, they know the song. I think, 
I think sometimes it was just me and you in the den watching, <laughs> and I had I covered my eyes. I I just I don't like that song. You're just like a sweet son of a boy. You, you'll just out of nowhere. You'll start singing that song. I'm like, ah, just to cringe, ugh. just to cringe you. And it's such an yeah. yeah. But anyways, yeah, she looks like uh, Dua Lipa looks like a, a a Victoria's Secret model. So I mean, she was coming down the catwalk like giving it her all. Um, what was the other one? Oh, uh, BTS sang Dynamite. Love those little people. Missed that. There's that. a lot of them. I was thinking when they were doing their little dance performance, like, do you think there's, I mean, there's clearly one or two that stand out, but do you think they fight with each other over like, you know, you got to do the ball change last time. I want to do it this time. Uh, can we talk about the fact of the resurgence of tap dancing? Yes. Okay. During the uh, Megan the Stallion performance, there were these young ladies who came out <laughs> in bras and panties and <laughs> tap shoes in tap shoes. And they were like jumping up and down and doing splits, leapfrog leap splits and stuff. And so when they first came out and they started tapping, I was telling you, here we go. Tap dancing. It's becoming mainstream. I'm again. like, I can do that. I can do that. I could do that. I don't know if I could do it in my bra and panties or if anybody want to see it. But then when they started doing their splits, I'm like, I can't do that. <laughs> I cannot do that. And then I said to you, should I try that right, right now? And you're like, no. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine? I tear my ACL. We got carpool. Yeah. We got to record a podcast tomorrow. Let's in carpool. But I mean, just it's amazing some of these performances. So I thought it was good. Uh, Trevor Noah, the host, at one point when Beyonce went up to accept with um, Megan the Stallion, the Megan the Stallion. Okay, mm-hmm. sorry. Um, Trevor Noah said that with that win, Beyonce had just tied the record for the most wins by a female at the Grammys, and he'd never mentioned who. Like, did you not go? Well, who she tied with? Like, yes. who? who, who I don't know why they wouldn't provide that information. It was Allison Krauss. Oh, wow. Yeah. Grammy darling. Allison Krauss. Now, Beyonce won another one after that, so she jumped last night. Allison Krauss. Yeah. And now has, Beyonce has 28 Grammys, so she now is solo, the, the most winning female in the history of the Grammy Awards. But it was Allison Krauss that she tied there for like 20 minutes. Well, and I do the think there are there is also performers who seem to be the Grammys seem to love. And I said to you last night, Maren Morris is one of those. Maren Morris has, Maren Morris has gotten some great um, duets. She did one with Alicia Keys that I, I swear really broke her out, you know, from country and from mainstream country a couple of years ago on the Grammys and certainly the John Mayer thing. But there are certain people who seem to be Grammy darlings. Now, Post Malone saying Hollywood is bleeding and it was this whole, I don't even know what was going on. It was like, it, it reminded me of like an Ozzy Osbourne type performance. It wasn't my favorite. I love Posty, but I was hoping it was going to be like a happy performance with him on stage. And it was a little, a little dark. But again, th- these people are very theatrical. How much input do you think they all have into, like did Taylor say, listen, I want a Hobbit house? Yes. Okay. Taylor did. She's had that design in her mind since she was seven. Yes. Yeah. Even before she wrote the song, she probably wanted her dad. Pandemic. She probably wanted Diddy to build it in the backyard. Yes. He's like, I can't do that. Yeah, no, no. I think that that someone this art, as artistic as Taylor Swift certainly had a hand in their their set design. Uh, some didn't. And she gave a shout out um, for her award. She gave a shout out, which she doesn't usually talk about her boyfriend. So she gave a shout out to Joe. She said they have been writing, and I've seen him like them going back and forth on the piano. A couple of like leaked videos. So I don't know. I mean, he's definitely. Well, he's got three cuts on. Yeah, just crazy. Crazy. And then she also gave it. She said that he's the first person that she lets listen to the music. And the second one is and she named three kids. And Betty, of course, is one of them. And I think Inez, um, their parents. And that's Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively, who are her really good friends. So 
I don't know what they know about music, but clearly, you know. Taylor plays her songs for them. Yeah. Which is a big deal. Yeah. I thought they were good. Overall, it was it was really good. I think a lot of it, most of what you saw at the Grammys was done because of COVID, meaning the three stages and then the live awards on top of the roof. I think it would fit. Uh, I think that same uh, template would fit next year. It moved fast. They yeah. had control of the time of the performances. Uh, they were able to edit, if need be, the performances. Um, I don't know that they did. I'm not saying that they did, but they certainly could have because the, the performances were pre-recorded. There's no question about that. And the stuff upstairs on the roof. Oh, one last thing, too, live. that I really liked. I love the um, uh, Lionel Richie tribute yes, to, to Kenny. Kenny. That was fabulous. Kenny Rogers. Yes. He is ageless. I think we looked it up last night. and Because I'm like, how old is Lionel Richie? And he's in his 70s. But he looks amazing. Amazing. And sounds great. So... Good night. Big shout out to Benjamin and Jessica Dollins, D-O-L-L-I-N-S, pod peeps for this episode, the Living Flowery Branch. Um, been going back and forth with Jessica, and I said, hey, tell me your story. Just curious. And she said, Ben and I met in a Yahoo chat room 22 years ago. Stayed friends, drifted apart. We married different people and had kids. As time uh, went on, we ran into each other again, both divorced, and thought, why not try this now. Now, nine years later, we're married um, and have a happily blended family. As all blended families, we run into ups and downs, which one has uh, been the biggest yet as Ben's daughter, mother passed away when she was three years old. But as you can imagine, all of our lives turned upside down. We're a very strong family that gets through obstacles as best we can. Um, and big baseball family too. And their kids, Donna, um, hang on a second here. Do, 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 do. Charlie is a uh, competition and sideline cheerleader at West Hall High School. I love that. She'll be a senior next year. JC is 13. She's a softball player, currently in seventh grade, excellent student. And Levi, uh, their only boy, is 10, currently in fifth grade, plays football and basketball. I was introduced to Benjamin and Jessica Dollins, who live in Flowery Branch, by Donna at Gallery Furniture. Here's how this happened. I went up last week to visit with everybody up there and took some, some lunch for everybody in the showroom of the warehouse. And Don and I are having a conversation. We're literally sitting in two recliners of the thousands that they have on the warehouse floor, showroom floor. And we're talking and she said, Hey, um, these two people came in and we're just big fans of, of the podcast and what you guys do. And, uh, she said, why don't you give me a shout out? And I said, I'd love to do that. So a little bit of time went by and I said, Hey Donna, would you mind sharing with me their phone number? I'd like to call them and thank them. So I called Benjamin, left him a voicemail message. And then, uh, Jessica, his wife reached out on Instagram and just thanked me for the message and us for the podcast. They're, they're very devoted listeners on upload day. And, um, so we just have become buddies. I love it. We appreciate all of you guys that listen. And certainly if you, um, are in the market for furniture and you visit our sponsors, it helps, it helps us so much, but also, um, the reason that we partner with the people that we do is because they're good people. And Donna and Marilyn and everyone at Gallery Furniture, they're great people. I guarantee you, if you talk to Benjamin and Jessica, they're going to say that they came in and they treated them just like They family. sent me a picture of a beautiful sectional that yeah. they bought while they were there. And we have a couple of friends that have bought sectionals from there. Um, I know someone who's getting their delivery very soon, and they're so excited. So, um, again, we keep saying it, but if you're going to spend money, why not right now spend locally? Um, if you are one of those people that is getting a stimulus check and you don't need it for bills for whatever reason and you this is something that you've been wanting to add and you know fix up your house and add some new furniture go up and see donna 
go see them because they do, you know, if you have the cash, great. If you need financing, they can do financing. But again, if there's something you've had your eye on and you were going to go to a big box retailer before you go there, at least give her the opportunity to see if she has it, if she can find it. And I guarantee you it will be less money than what you were going to spend. And the stimulus checks are made to stimulate the economy. Correct. And help go local out and, business. Yes, go out and spend money with local businesses like Gallery Furniture, 1600 Browns Bridge Road, Gainesville. Askforthewolfman.com. Askforthewolfman.com is the website. You can also get your Ask for the Wolfman and Ask for Donna merch while you are there. But uh, thank you again, Flowery Branch, Benjamin and Jessica Dollins, who are pot peeps for this episode. Riff Raff Donna buys on Instagram and shouldn't. What do you have for us during this episode? Okay, you ready for me to sing? Count it down. Oh, are we singing? Yes. Okay. A little song. One and two. One, two, three, go. You see it. You want it. You don't really need it. <laughs> it's just not getting better, Carl. It's just not. I got to come up with a new. I, I think I'd rather hear WAP. All right. I just got to come up with a better song. But anyways. Okay. Are you ready for this one? It is the Longsu. That's spelled L-O-N-X-U. Okay. Longsu. Which means it's coming. No. It came from the States. <laughs> Stop. Women's silk satin pajama set, button down sleepwear lounge. Have I seen this number? Well, yeah. Here's the thing. <laughs> I ordered them and I got them. I gave them. I got. I ordered them for Olivia because she's going on spring break with another family, and you need proper pajamas if you're going to be traveling with other people. But there, someone told me that they are the most comfortable silk pajamas. And it's a little set, you know, like you see people wearing like with the buttons that come up and the little pants and stuff. And so I ordered them and they are, they are so like sometimes with silk pajamas, when you wash them, if you wash them once, they're like useless. It's like a, it's like a pillowcase. You can't ever get it like to work again. These are awesome. And the reason that I've decided that pajamas are a big deal because Olivia's like, mom, I have things I wear. And I said, I get it. But what's happened to us throughout the pandemic, all of us is we basically have our daytime going out pajamas. And then like sometimes you come home and you're like, let's see, should I change my shirt, my t-shirt for my nighttime pajamas? Like I have slept before in a pair of like leggings and my sweater from the day because I'm just too tired. Like I'm business on top and sort of sleeping on the bottom. And I think right now we need a separation between, because we're always talking about putting boundaries in your life and having, you know, your work life and your home life different. So I think to have, and these are not expensive pajamas. I mean, I think they were like $24, seriously. And I think you have to have like clothes for your daytime and then your pajamas. And so I think if you put your pajamas on, this is what I'm thinking lately, then it sort of mentally separates you from work, from the work day. Which could have been just down the hall in a, in a spare bedroom in, in your, your office. Yeah. But something as simple as just putting on a pair of pajamas. I know this sounds crazy. So mentally, you make the transition exactly. from daytime to nighttime. Yeah, so you don't just take off your shoes and like get in the bed. And you're like, I mean, and the next day you roll out. I've done this before. You roll out to carpool and it's the same outfit you had on the day before. It's just crazy. Like the whole thing is just crazy. So, so buy you some. These what, are these things, what, what's, what are these things around? These I told you like 20, I think $24. Okay. It's a silk satin pajama how long did it take you to get them not long at all like a week and they come in all different sizes all different colors and i'm telling you if you've been looking for like a nice pajama set this is it all right we'll include a picture in lincoln because you don't we do we make anything again i make no money off this segment people maybe i should i'm gonna start getting some affiliate links so that when you buy your jammies i get some money and then what i'll do is i'm gonna donate it to like a beaver fund okay let's talk about any sort of 
donation of money right now. Yeah. Okay. Let's, 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 that's a group. That's a couple conversation. I think. All right. We'll include a link and photos to Donna's women's silk satin pajama <laughs> set, button-down sleepwear loungewear in Saturday's issue of The Letter. Text left on red. That's uh, one complete run-on sentence. Left on red to the number 22828 to subscribe free to the letter. And we don't sell your information to anybody. Although, if someone offered to buy it, I'd probably sell it at this point. Just FYI. Hit your inbox Saturday mornings at, uh, at 9.10. Our thanks to executive producer Carl Appen. New episodes on Tuesday and Thursday of Cadillac Jack, my second act, part of the Appen Podcast Network. 